0: So I know the whole thing with him going to WWE means that we don't have to talk about him anymore, but God, fuck Cody Rhodes. I know know we're not doing like heels or baby faces this week, but holy shit, what a dumb,
1: dumb bastard. Oh yeah, that was a dumb thing. He did what wrestling injured, but you know what? I fucking, as much as I hate to say it, I respect it. Because he's probably making a bunch of money right now, and he finally got people to
0: cheer him. Uh, I appreciate where Brandy had tweeted out, if my daughter ever believes she can't do anything, I'm going to show her this this match. And I'm like, I don't think that is a good encouragement tool for young children. So welcome to Fight Boys, the show about professional and not so professional wrestling, and hello, I'm Scotty Moore.
1: <laughs> oh, you've got me right the collie wobbles, you have, mate. Um, thank you, Mister Man with the mask. I'm Blake Tanner.
0: Is there a better treat in the world than just getting William Regal on commentary every week without, like, the WWE machine feeding him lines? (laughs) He's just so... He's
1: such a silly,
0: lovely man, and you get to hear it just
1: on on parade, but also when he looks at you, you know he could tear your arm from its socket if he wanted.
0: I just, fucking, he sat down tonight and I was expecting the usual, like, hello there man in the mask, Mr. Shivani, Jim Ross, nice to, no, instead they're just like, and joining us now, uh, Lord Regal, how are you? And he just goes, hello, (laughs) like... (laughs) <laughs> so jauntily happy, and I was like, "That's my, that's my regal right there." Oh uh, yeah, that's my regal. That's, <laughs> that's not my the, fucking. That's not regal. the machine regal. Yeah. Uh damn! Last week's episode of Dynamite, banger, <laughs> huh? Absolute <Fuck> yeah. banger. <laughs> great fucking show.
1: It, it's weird because the really great episodes of Dynamite, I feel, seem to happen on our off
0: weeks. Yeah. Well, we gotta have time to just, like, absorb it all. Well, this is gonna be a different kind of episode, though, Blake. Also, Dylan's not here. Um, Well, he did say... We're not sure if this is kayfabe or not, but after Britt Baker won the Women's Owen Tournament Final, Dylan said, I'm not watching wrestling ever again, and we've not heard from him since, so... Well... (laughs) <laughs> I guess we'll give
1: him a couple of weeks and see if he comes around he he'll was be like, back not unless
0: <laughs> Kenneth maybe. Omega returns to this ring will I ever watch wrestling again and I think unfortunately Kenny's timetable is not looking phenomenal right now so this may become a, a two man booth for the next few months yeah.
1: but I, I will say come on Dylan you, you know you want to see that good good Oh, please Hangman Okada.
0: Oh fuck, I was going to get into that later during what we're going to do on this episode. But we got to bring yeah, we got to bring Dylan back now in what better way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it's it makes me so happy that Hangman as a character now like makes sense to be able to go out and say shit like I want Okada and it doesn't feel like an underdog punching way above their pay grade. It feels like someone on the same level as Okada and that makes me so fucking happy for the man hangman pages.
1: Oh yeah, I know. It's just he could come out and say it and it's just
0: like everyone everyone knows he could he could get that. Yeah. He could just get it. Uh, But this is a special episode, it's going to be similar to what we did last year, kind of post-WrestleMania, where we kind of had a nice little reset of our wrestling palette, um, because Double or Nothing was fucking weird, and I'm like, can we just take a week to rest, where we don't have to talk about what's happened. Uh, But I do want to, like, briefly touch on Double or Nothing, I guess, before we get into the top five beatdown, as it were.
1: Uh-huh. Do you just want to, like, kind of pass over all the MJF stuff?
0: Yeah, that was just a weird scenario that still kind of, I, I'm i assuming, fully worked at this point, but... I, I'm pretty
1: sure it is as well. I'm not gonna be sure, but I will say, fucking banger of a promo last week on Dynamite.
0: Yeah, um, but yeah, that, that was a whole scenario about will he show up, will he not, and I was like, look, Max at the end of the day was... He I, I am not going to pretend I know everything about the person Maxwell Jacob Friedman is. However, he does not seem like the type to be like, "Oh yeah, this is the biggest, technically the biggest storyline I've ever been involved in. Like this is me and Wardlow have gone back since 2019, like literally the first year. There's no way I'm not going to put a cap on it. Uh, I thought the match was OK. Um if you want a good way to send MJF off for a very long time, that's the way to do it. But then he just kind of showed up unharmed Wednesday to cut that bitch in promo, so I'm not Listen, really if Cody doesn't have to walk out on a stretcher, MJF's not gonna Yeah, exactly. Um so I, I liked I enjoyed the Wardlow match somewhat. I, one of my least favorite heel things is when the heel Binds time at the beginning of the match by constantly get my it's my least favorite fucking heel thing that happened so wasn't a big fan of that in this um i will say i got what i wanted out of that match yeah yeah i'll i'll say that uh hookhausen by the way on the mm-hmm. the pre-show them versus neeson nice sterling that was very made me so fucking happy <laughs> It's the gayest it's like- non-homosexual relationship ever, and I just love them so much.
1: <sighs> this is a fun this is a fun tag team, and whoever had the idea, I mean, hats yeah. off to you. Uh
0: the Hardys defeated the Young Bucks. I much like a lot of people online kind of realized pretty early into this match oh jeff's fucked like <laughs> something yeah, is wrong jeff with got... jeff and so i was not Ooh. able to really enjoy any of the match afterwards once i it was like
1: the when the same thing happened to matt um yeah a couple uh, years ago oh
0: yeah, yeah it's like the people there there's a weird argument going on online right now where people are like so wait a minute You're willing to talk shit about Cody Rhodes for wrestling like that when you put over Kenny, by God, Omega every single week for wrestling with a broken entire body, essentially. (laughs) And uh, the Mm -hmm. thing is, if we had realized he was hurting very badly, I don't think any of us would have wanted to watch those matches. Mm -hmm. Like, I think when we say... It, it, damn the type of talent Kenny Omega is, it's the fact that he was dealing with all that and we couldn't tell. Like, with, Jeff, yeah, most of with it. Jeff, we could tell. With Cody, we could definitely tell. It's not like we actively wanted Kenny to be wrestling hurt. It's just kind of very impressive that he was able to do it without any of us knowing.
1: Yeah, whereas with um with Jeff, like, you know immediately that he was hurt, and I mean, if, um... It, if it was the same thing with Jeff, like, if Kenny Omega had gotten a concussion, like, at the very beginning of the match, even you'd, you'd be able to tell even with someone like Kenny Omega. Yeah. That's usually the thing, whereas, like, Kenny's injuries were more lingering, easier to hide, easier to get away with for um, someone who is literally an athlete of his caliber. Yeah. And also his shoulder wasn't purple. <laughs> Kenny got dizzy, but but his shoulder Kenny wasn't got purple.
0: Dizzy, uh, but yeah, I I saw people online who really dug this match. I wasn't really into it. I was in a weird mood the night I watched Double or Nothing, though. So I a few of my my judgments may be tainted. Um, overall, I enjoyed the show. I thought this match was good. Um,
1: it was a little hard to get into it because you could tell that like just condition yes uh, affected the match. Well, so yeah, it was fine.
0: Yeah. Uh. Well, so far on this show, we have had Wardlow and MJF, the Hardys, Young Bucks, Hook and Danhausen, finally tag teaming. And what was my favorite match at this point? Jade Cargill versus Anna J. don't know yeah. what it is about these two, but they make fucking magic when they are in the ring together. I yeah, I thought
1: it was a good match.
0: And for, like, less than five years combined between the two of them, I think.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Very, like, very... Both, um... I think Cargill uh, posted on Twitter, um... Either earlier today or earlier this week. It's like, dues? What dues? Who the fuck's paying any dues?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's Um, just like...
1: I'm really enjoying her run overall. Oh, I... And,
0: oh, this is also... When my boy showed up, baby Stokely fucking Hathaway's in yes. AEW, and it makes me so happy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh shit, I don't know how this pairing could possibly happen, but now that Swerve's like a heel, Jade and Swerve is like a mixed tag with Stokely Hathaway managing them the coolest shit on the planet
1: fucking book it i want to do that i would i'm gonna get in a swerve a little bit later here today but fuck man yeah
0: uh then up next house of black and death triangle this is just one of those like shit's (laughs) gonna fucking go down y'all just hold on while we do some crazy shit for a while yep (laughs) <laughs> uh i i mean i was mad on this one i know some people really really enjoyed it um i thought the ending with julia was a bit weird tony Khan doesn't know when to turn out the lights properly for a surprise because <laughs> like the no, same shit like, production ha- just doesn't yeah, doesn't get on the mark yeah the same shit happened with like satin of sig where he was like we need to black out the lights like no you don't black don't out do the that. lights unless it's somebody the people are going to recognize when the lights come on. And like, I love Julia Hart, but it did take me a minute. It's like, who uh-huh. the fuck's this blonde chick in the Oh, it's Julia. Okay, uh. I get it. Uh, Adam Cole uh. versus Samoa Joe. Uh upsetting. Upsetting, yes. Um upsetting and more than one way. Cause like the moment it happened, I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. i I still fully expected ruby to win hers though that fucking rancid played her out to the ring but i mean i guess that's the real victory at the end of the day i mean that was really um i
1: really didn't even see the match after that point it was just like i was already satisfied
0: yeah and Uh, i'll be honest uh, between the two matches I thought this was phenomenal. I mean, and yeah. I know I am the the Britt Baker uh, simp around here, as mm-hmm. Dylan likes to call me. But uh, <laughs> I mean, like the finish was a tribute to one of Owens' matches. Like afterwards, they both seem to be holding the belts very much with pride. Like if they're trying to turn this both into, I get not charity, but like something similar to that. I, I wouldn't mind <laughs> having Cole and Baker traveling around with the Hart Foundation doing whatever good deeds they do. Um so yeah. I don't mind it from that aspect. I mean it cuz like afterwards it became very clear that this was like a like mix of a charity thing that they're all going to be working together yeah. and like there's going to be more uh, I guess societal aspects for lack of a better word. Like, Brit Adam. is
1: very like very promotional heavy. Brit's so like mean, the Miz. Yeah.
0: If you want if you yeah. want your show promoted, you just send them out.
1: Like, yeah, no, that that's a good idea. Now you got Brit and uh and Adam. You got Adam the together. you got the Lovebirds. You got you got A and B or B and A.
0: We look, they lost the the couple that broke racism, Cody and Brandy Rose. <laughs> They have to build up a, a new power couple, and it's not gonna be fucking Sammy and Tang. It ain't gonna no, be those no. two. We've seen what happened to that experiment. Did you see where Tay, like Tay on Twitter was like, yo, Sammy, there's a new belt, winky face. I'm like, don't be publicly no. like, yo, let's come on all the belts. Every <laughs> belt we can, we're gonna come on every single one of them. It's like, you don't even have to
1: win this one, just come on it. <laughs>
0: God, my name is Sammy, the Spanish God Guevara, and I will not rest until I've came on every single belt in AEW. I want all those
1: flags to wave in my cum. This year,
0: Forbidden Door, Sammy Guevara will come on the IWGP Championship. <laughs> And that's a promise by
1: God. And when I finally ditch this dump to go to WWE, <laughs> I'm going to come on the universe.
0: <laughs> Fuck acknowledge my come <laughs> so, anyways speaking we were having of a sammy- legitimate
1: discussion about wrestling
0: <laughs> speaking of sammy guevara he was in the next match him frankie Ooh. kaz ty conti versus america's top team um yeah i surprisingly liked this quite a bit it was very storytelling heavy and a whole lot of Frankie Kazarian getting pissed off that Sammy Guevara exists, which always makes me happy. I'm real happy that uh Paige and Sky got to win on a pay-per-view for once.
1: hmm mm-hmm. I didn't really pay attention to that match um all that much, so I'm gonna go with your uh your assessment on it. Yeah, but uh, I may need to go rewatch it.
0: Uh, Kylo Riley versus Darby Allen. I did not catch all of this one. I was having to put the baby to bed. So up to um, you, Bud. What'd you think?
1: I mean, I I liked it. It was um, it was interesting to see both of their styles together. Once again, I didn't really pay too much information <laughs> or in. I didn't pay too much attention to this one because I was also kind of busy. I yeah. wasn't putting a baby to bed. I was
0: outside. Okay, now it makes it sound like you've buried a body or something while watching Double or Nothing, but...
1: No, I was just getting high.
0: Oh. I don't need no fucking Darby Allen matches. I got Chief Keef with me, baby.
1: I'm not going to fucking oh, cough and drop off my back porch. Just I, uh, get out of here, Darby. Well,
0: I uh, on the last episode, I made the prediction, and I, in my opinion, was correct. Match of the night for me, Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb. My f- two favorite Fuck, yeah. fucking women's wrestlers just getting to go at it for fucking, uh, apparently just six seventeen minutes? Yes, absolutely. Feed it to me through my veins. Like,
1: they just 100% brought it. And now Tony Storm.
0: I- Oh, yeah, Tony Storm. I love mm-hmm. these two so fucking much. To a point where now I am actually rethinking my top five that I'm gonna mm-hmm. be doing later to try to fit one of them in. For,
1: um... I mean, for a long time, everyone was uh, really champing at the bit for this match. And it it delivered 100%.
0: Yep. Um, Then... What I can only describe as the Blake Tanner special match. Jericho Appreciation Society versus the Blackpool Combat Club. You know what? This match gets a five out of five entirely for that one shot of Eddie Kingston with a fucking gasoline can. Like he's walking out of a Rob Zombie movie, Uh just Mm -hmm. slowly approaching the ring with a look that, like, shoot, looked like he wanted to murder Chris Jericho.
1: Yep, poured gasoline on him and D Bry? Fuck man. Uh and Danielson was not happy.
0: I enjoyed I really enjoyed this match also for just like how it was tied into Eddie's promo before the show like he had this uh great promo about his demons coming back and he's he's drinking whiskey through the whole thing and he's screaming at jericho about who he forced eddie to become again and i enjoyed that those demons were what came into them losing at the end of the night was eddie's demons returning to yep. fight him so like there is a, a at least a really good storyline reason why they lost um yeah, it made
1: sense that they could lose, and it also gave uh, Jericho Appreciation Society like a
0: good win, and also, I just came I hate, in that match. I hate him. I hate him. Actually, someone—I <laughs> can't remember <laughs> if this was on Twitter or one of the wrestle babies said this, but they said, uh, I hope—because, you know, Edge just got kicked out of his group in WWE— yeah. They say, I really hope that they kick Jericho out of the Jericho Appreciation Society (laughs) because he doesn't appreciate himself enough. Uh, Oh, fuck.
1: Are you you sure it's just because of that, or are you just mad that he's a wizard?
0: I am also mad that he's a wizard. I just... I'm really excited for the blood and guts, man, more than anything Mm -hmm. else. Also, Mm -hmm. I... They're not, but God, I I wish I could see bald Chris Jericho. I wish I could (laughs) see bald Chris Chris Jericho Jericho so fucking badly.
1: Although, you know what? I wouldn't, honestly, if it happened, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised that Jericho's like,
0: yeah, I'm a wizard. I'll change my look. I'll grow a beard and get bald. I want it, actually. I want fucking Nosferatu (laughs) Jericho chasing everyone up and down the halls of AEW. Oh, my Uh, God. And he just brings Gangrel back again just for him. uh, uh, Then for the second pay-per-view in a row, our triple threat tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Oh, what's this? Oh, there's another three-way tag team match for the AEW World Tag (laughs) Team Championships next week. But this isn't the first three-way tag team match. Match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships, this is the second one in the series of three way tag team matches for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. And in this one, it's Jurassic Express defending against Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Rest in peace, and Team Taz, Hobbs, and Starks. And I've never been more upset I was right. Mm
1: hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
0: God, I love uh, Team Taz so fucking much, and Tony Khan hates me for it.
1: I know, it just, it, it should have been, it could have been, I'm just mad that the team that I picked is dead now.
0: Yeah, oh, we'll get into that in a few. It um, was,
1: I also, I just love that the whole idea behind this match is just like, there's a big boy, and there's a little boy
0: tell it was the twink and the strong man match the ter- and they just yep. gave them all their moments and then in the main event CM Punk Mob man defeated hangman Adam page by pinfall um shocked but not upset is where i'm at with it yeah i was
1: um it hurt it hurt in a way <laughs> um in I- a lot of ways actually I um,
0: I liked it because it...
1: I think it works, it just hurt.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, but well, the reason why it hurts is because it's supposed to. You saw this yes, guy... Yes, I know it's supposed to, but it hurt. You saw this guy who was seemingly before finally unfaltered in his confidence and unfaltered in his, his uh, battle with his anxiety, and now you saw him falter on the biggest stage of them all, The biggest moment of his career, his anxieties and his depression cause him to falter. And that means that he has plenty of more stories to go down from here. Uh, The first thing he did is (laughs) like,
1: he's going to go challenge Okada, He
0: challenged fucking Okada. And it made sense because he was full on. Like there were a lot of promos this week that were like. I'm not challenging for the title because, uh, fuck it. I guess I don't want to challenge for the title. Mm -hmm. And this is a good way to have a banger of a fucking match at Forbidden Door
1: and just have a nice, easy in for Okada retaining.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And its I love Hangman Page's character so fucking much, dude, because it's just so much about mental health and about the fact that, like, even now, even after we think Hangman's conquered his demons, no, they are still, like, there underneath and so like you said it hurts but it it adds to the character and in a strange kind of way and also it added a lot to punk's character for me because like i know dylan doesn't like him in general but for me i'm like no he is absolutely a fucking heel now like you could see (laughs) him during this matchup Playing with Hangman's head, because the one thing that Hangman always has had is the audience with him. In this match, he did not have the audience with him. And so Punk was allowing himself to get the shit beat out of him, to get sympathy from the audience who would begin to cheer for Punk. And then that would drive Hangman out of his mind, allowing Punk to pick up a victory after two very, very, very bad buckshot lariats.
1: Oh, unfortunate boy. Yeah, my uh, boy. It's Look not what a, they've done to my boy.
0: Not a great week for wrestling, to be no, honest. No, it's with
1: honestly you. not because yes, after that victory, Punk was injured.
0: Uh, I did enjoy Max Caster bringing up the fact that he did it this week. Yeah, that um, was a good one. Yeah, that was very good. Also, big ups to Max Caster and Anthony Bowens who retweeted a daughter a video of my daughter doing the acclaimed. Uh, Finger salute. <clears throat> There's no way to say it out loud and not no. sound weird, so I'm just gonna call it the acclaim. Uh, the the symbol, the symbol the of symbol. the group, it's the, the group, the acclaim. <laughs> uh, but now uh, before we get into the main meat and potatoes of the show, I'm gonna talk to you guys about Patreon.com/slash a load of BS, where you can get our, our special stuff. There's a uh, man. I don't know. We don't offer a lot for fight boys over there because like for fun fiction, you get early access fight boys. We give it to you as soon as possible because the news is never ending. But Hey, if you just want to support us, throw us some cash. You can do it at patreoncom slash a load of BS. But now onto the meat and potatoes of this week, Blake. It's a top five beatdown where we are going to discuss our top five current favorite acts in professional wrestling and there's an issue with my list because i made it two weeks ago and you'd think in the span of two weeks i'd be safe of no not, no it changes people
1: oh but uh mine has changed uh just over the last two weeks as well especially uh, with my number five spot
0: oh yeah uh well i do also have some from the wrestle babies and i do also have dylan's But would you like to begin? Oh,
1: yeah. He um, I remember he just sent an email with that. And I think this is a resignation letter.
0: Yes. And uh, Dylan's just says the acclaimed four different times. And then Kenny Omega in the number one spot. Um, Would you like to start with your number five?
1: Yes, my number five. um, More recent addition, but welcome addition to the AEW roster. Swerve
0: Strickland. My boy, I fucking love Swerve, Str- Swerve Strickland. The coolest I, human yo. being on the planet.
1: I mean he just exudes cool.
0: Everything
1: he does is cool and crisp. Even when like his opponent isn't always on the button, he makes it look like it's on the button. Swerve Strickland is one of those guys that you could go into and pull a four-star match out of anybody yeah. and a five-star match out of somebody good. Like, um, Oh,
0: did you? Uh, I know I talked about it because it was back when I was actually reviewing weekly shows because I hated myself. Um, yeah. But I uh, he had a match on a takeover against Johnny Gargano. And holy fucking shit, what a matchup!
1: Yeah, I remember the match against Gargano because that was um, I didn't really follow Swerve that much because I wasn't watching uh, NXT that much um at that time, and um, I saw him because I saw him. He was in a because he was in a match with Gargano, and then um, the moment that he showed up in AEW, I'm like, oh, fuck, he is cool.
0: He is and then good. He,
1: like his um uh, his tag team antics with Keith Lee, I mean, were amazing. And now I'm hoping that we get to see him go out more. I'd really like I'd love to see him go for eventually like the TNT championship. Maybe he fight Wardlow or if he wants to be Atlantic.
0: Oh yeah. I'm very excited for that belt too.
1: Yeah, the Atlantic Championship's gonna be fun.
0: Oh. Um but no, I, I just I his in ring style
1: is awesome it's the same kind of high energy that i remember from like prime aj styles or someone like that um but uh he also is just like his brand of charisma is just ever present like dude has always got like whatever he does is cool even if he fucks up that's my favorite thing about swerve strickland
0: uh, Well, you're not alone. Big Mike also had Swerve, but had Swerve with Keith Lee in their number five spot, um, uh, which is a little bit of an issue with the whole current wrestler thing that's happening currently. Yep.
1: Uh, yep. That's a big one.
0: Meanwhile, uh, Sarah said Pac for number five. He's Fox just ridiculous. a good yeah. big boy, huh?
1: Oh, man. Banger match tonight. Uh huh. He's Um, on dynamite. uh,
0: Someone described Buddy Murphy on Twitter as two geo dudes linked together, and it made (laughs) me so happy. That's exactly it. Uh, That that match had so much meat per square inch that you couldn't couldn't shake a stick at it.
1: Uh, You tell me, you really had
0: to pack that meat in. Yeah. Then, uh, Dylan, of course, had Daniel Bryan. Why did, Wait, D, well, You said D-Bry. Right? Does that still work? No, it does. Well, it it does. It's it's an, it's a nickname. I still I literally called them D-Bry
1: earlier. So fuck Br- it, Bridie, 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 Bridie. That sounds too much like his daughter's name.
0: You think that's where it came from?
1: Brid, Brad, mate. Yeah.
0: Brid- Anyways, yeah, no, <laughs> fuck. Like, yeah, he is. When when William Regal comes out and is like. This man is a perfect wrestler. I'm like, you, no, you're fucking right. Like, yes, mm-hmm. Brian Danielson is the world's perfect wrestler. Yes.
1: yes. Yes. You know you know who you're telling this to, right? <laughs> you know who you're telling <laughs> that Danielson is the perfect wrestler.
0: <laughs> um up. I don't want to give any spoilers. <laughs> uh number 5 for me. Is uh, it it started as one boy and then grew to two <laughs> special boys in my heart. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it is the tag tube known as Hookhausen. Holy <laughs> shit, it's so fucking good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get it. And you know what? They're both like legitimate. If you're doing OSW rules, though, they are boys right now. They
0: are currently like real boys. They're boys, but like holy shit, dude. Like, I have, ever since Hook's first match, I'm like, well, okay, this is my, this, he is my boy now. This is my boy, and no one can take him from me. And then Tony Khan said, one boy can, and his name's Danhausen. And I said, absolutely, Tony Khan, you coked up bastard. Do what the fuck you need to do. And he gave me Hookhausen. This weirdly, like, kind of romantic comedy <laughs> between a tough, a, a tough, Yonkers kid with big muscles meeting up with, oh, you know, a demon, <laughs> and <then laughs> they get they they go on a fun road trip. Like, this I, is this is Tony, this is Tony Khan's golden lover storyline. It's so good. Like the moment when. Uh, like Danhausen brought him chips for his birthday, <laughs> and then he slaps it out of his hands, and then he looks down and realizes that it was a bag of chips, and he's like, "Oh my god, what have I done?" And I'm like, "Hook can show emotion." Motion? so
1: fucking good it's like oh see they've got they got the wrestling part down with hook and now they are just working like it is literally him on the job training now he's getting his acting chops in by learning from Danhausen.
0: i love it so fucking much like to a point where like when i was sitting here going like my top five wrestlers the way i was really quantifying it was how much effort will I mentally think it will be to sit down and watch a segment with one of these people in it? And with Mm -hmm. like, I have like, you remember when peacemaker first came out and we, every time you like saw the intro on your YouTube page, you'd have to watch it. Yep. That's me with the majority of hooks matches. I'm just like, Okay, let's see. I could watch mm-hmm. another Kid Icarus. I could watch that. No, I'm just going to watch fucking Hook destroy Serpentico well. again. <laughs> like, you know what? I haven't
1: seen Hook today.
0: Yeah, let's get some Hook in today. All right, on to number four, Blake. Who is your number four boy?
1: All right, number four. Well, my number four boys are actually the the kids in the playground that would bully your number five boys. <laughs> <laughs> because it is none other than FTR.
0: Yes, uh, they are actually yep. one of my honorable mentions.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, they were
0: they, which technically means they are in at this point when we get to a few of the people later. Um, yeah. Wow, you are getting very close to Big Mike, by the way. Big Mike's number four <laughs> is also FTR. FTR. I'm glad.
1: you know what, Mike props,
0: props, my friend.,
1: uh, just because anytime these guys get in the ring, I mean, always, always FTR puts out a banger. Um, they've been, uh, I mean, uh, just, uh, even their little stuff, like, they're not really doing any, anything right now, but they had a, um, had a nice little promo with Trent, before Osprey, uh, showed up, and, um,
0: I forgot I, how much of a fucking dork Osprey looks pray,
1: like. He absolutely, 100%, but FTR, like, hey, you don't need to... You don't need to be mad at us, you need to be mad at them. And then when they attacked, FTR was like, fuck you guys, we're gonna help Trent? Yeah, it was a good Um, segment overall. Yeah, and uh, I mean, uh, for like, it's also just, I'm just glad that they get to come out and still be champions, is my thing. It's like, they got the ROH championships, and that is just because we need FTR to have championships
0: like, that allows commentary when they come out to be like, they are the best tag team in the world. That to feel a little bit vindicated because, like, if you walk out without a belt and they're like, you're the best person, it's like, no, they don't have a belt. So they're not the best like, person ever. Um, where,
1: where the belts at? How much and, cum is on their belt?
0: Who cum on that belt? And how hard did they come on it?
1: That's the ROH belt. I, that's probably a long list. That's a long
0: list. <laughs> Uh well then on to uh Sarah's number four, Wheeler mm-hmm. Yuta. Yes. yes. I do love you I love Yuta. Like I I wanted Yuta to
1: win the that battle royal tonight, but I knew he wasn't.
0: Yeah, because um, like obviously Mox was gonna <laughs> win in the main. Yeah. And I think the next time Yuta and Mox go against one another, Wheeler has to win. Like Wheeler yeah. has to beat them at this point. Like, they
1: won't yeah, they won't cross paths again until Yuta will be, is able to defeat Mox.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, But yeah, no, fucking Yuta rules. Like, that was one of my favorite storylines for the longest, was the Yuta trying to get into the Blackpool Combat Club storyline. And that match against Demoxley, where he's just like, you're gonna paradigm shift me eight times into concrete, eat my whole ass, you're gonna have to kill me. You... <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like i mean literally that's my favorite kind of wrestling ending and you can't do it a lot yeah you can't do it often but the the one where it is no you're going to have to destroy me to keep me down do it coward one of my favorites is, my is favorite.
0: still uh, with, one of my favorites of that is still when the bucks hit the um bte trigger on Kenny at Revolution, and they go to pit him, and Kitty immediately kicks out. Like, you're not fucking doing that to me, you bitch. Uh, well, on to my number four, um, and I think this may be the only non-AEW person on any of our lists, uh, is the man who can make it gayer, and also, it was his birthday a couple of days ago, so happy birthday to the myth known as Effie. oh uh, yeah. I-
1: Effie, Effie definitely deserves a spot.
0: Effie is, like, beyond wrestling at this point for me. Like, Effie, it's, they're an enthralling person to watch do anything because they are very effortless in everything they do. And I'm like, so wait, you're just going to cut a banger promo against Minoru Suzuki, wherein I suddenly go, holy shit, Effie might beat Minoru Suzuki. Like, that's not a reality. I don't think I could ever be like, yeah, that's a real thing, but Effie can make you believe it in, like, a three-minute promo because they are just effortlessly themselves. And, like, fuck, every Effie match I've seen I adore because they are very good above everything else of telling a story. Like, it's almost reminiscent of, like, what, MJF was saying in that promo of like, I don't have to drop someone on their heads 80 different times. I don't have to make myself bleed every night. I can make you feel. I can tell you a story without having to do all that. That's very much how Effie is. I mean, yeah, Effie is a fucking deathmatch legend as well, but Mm -hmm. like, they. I think
1: I've only ever seen two Effie matches live, and we both went to see them, but they both had amazing. Storytelling. Yeah, I could very clearly follow the story of the match, and one of them was a match with Orange Cassidy,
0: and that was a very, very good match. Yes, uh, but yeah, I I love Effie anytime they're near. Uh, I actually I think um think they're going to be in Huntsville. Bussy's going to be in Huntsville soon, so we have to go to that. Oh shit, Alley Catch Effie Huntsville. Mm-hmm. You know the city that the this- city that God forgot, Huntsville, this- Alabama. <laughs> Hey, this is
1: Huntsville, Alabama. City on the move.: That's <laughs> A growing, c- growing city that is not growing in the
0: right ways. I thought you were for about my to say taste. City on the moon.: <laughs> City on the moon. Quite literally. <laughs> could uh, be. Number four for uh, oh, your friend in mine, the Dylan. Yeah, Minoro Suzuki.: <laughs> yeah, 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 man. Yeah. <laughs> And that's one of those that you just kind of have to, like, do, like, the subtle head nod and, like, tip your Mm -hmm. drink, like, your fucking respect, hell yeah. It
1: was like, that. uh, yes. There's nothing I could say against that because I love Suzuki. And I have won, like, all of the times that Suzuki has shown up in America, I have watched and popped for and loved
0: he beat the fucking shit out of Daniel Bryan for 10 fucking minutes, dude. I
1: fucking dude, man. And that's what he wanted. They both wanted that to happen.
0: He killed that little garden gnome for about 15 <laughs> minutes until Tony Khan had to tell the censors that they had to put it all in black and white. White. <laughs>
1: They like, put oh, it, no, we Tony
0: Kahn said put it in black and white In 4-3 let's fucking Justice League this bitch <laughs> uh, Alright An on old to, black and white movie Yes on to number three Who is your number three wrestler right now
1: Oh my number three wrestler The one the only Hangman Adam Page Okay holy okay
0: you know what's happened here, right? Uh-huh. You, me, and Dylan all have Hangman uh, as number three. Number
1: three. <laughs> that just goes to show, like, Hangman is the perfect Wait.
0: on any top five list. And Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Mike broke. Mike broke it with Moxley. <laughs> but uh, still. That's a very, it's a very close, like, um. That's four Hangmans.
1: <laughs> yep four hangmans out of five it just goes to show that like i think you me and dylan very specifically have one or two like favorite favorite wrestlers and then we acknowledge the best guy out there right now
0: (laughs) yes we all have our own private boy but then there's like the collective boy we all put our hand towards
1: Yes, there's the boy that we all sympathize with and can relate to so much that he has to be there.
0: I mean, I feel like all three of us, if we like get into an Uber or anything and we have to talk about wrestling, I may be the only person who's ever dealt with this, but if you're ever in a situation where you have to explain why wrestling is cool feel like all three of us would begin with so there's this guy named Hangman Page right and like i feel like his whole arc everything he does every story he tells he is so emotionally heavy and mm-hmm. is such like almost like high theater at points it's very i
1: mean it is a uh it is a hero's journey at this point and now we've gotten to the point where the hero has, um, he has accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. At least that's what he thought. But now he's finding out that there is so much more than
0: being, being a the best. Or, yeah. yeah.
1: And it's just like, and now you have to go off into the rest of that world before you could be champion again and be comfortable with that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, it is almost a thing of like he allowed. He allowed the fans to carry him to the world title. He really did. Almost like Daniel Bryan before WrestleMania 30, like, propelled to the championship by the people. And the first time that he's not able... When the people aren't fully on his side, he doesn't fully have that support, he falls. So this second part of his arc, in my opinion, needs to be, like, all about him learning to trust him it may even have a bit of a heel turn in there but yeah hangman's gotta trust hangman he has to be able to trust himself he has to be able to fight for himself in addition to fighting for the people um and once again that's why i fucking love hangman adam page is because literally like every other wrestler almost of existence when people are like why are they cool? I just have to be like, he kicked a dude in the head while the dude was like jumping and upside down. But with Hangman Page, I can like verbally write a thesis about the type of wrestling. He does high art wrestling for millennials and I love it. Exactly. I would just say, oh, he's an anxious millennial cowboy. Yes. And that's all you need to know. (sighs) Uh then of course do I need to even discuss the Moxley from Big Mike? Or are we gonna get into that in a few well, you seconds? You know we're gonna get into that. Okay, you know what? Who's your number two? <laughs> <laughs> John Moxley. Uh, that's right. Fucking the uh, the number three boy. of Big Mike honey is boy. the number two. The honey boy himself, John Moxley. <laughs>
1: Is it, is it sad that, like, I saw um, a post by Britt Baker that said that she was just watching Mox eat a honey between two slices of bread. A honey and, sandwich, yeah. Yeah, and so it's just like, oh, uh, that's a focused man right there. This, and is that's a, the man, this is like, also that,
0: Sarah's number one, by the way. Sarah's number uh-huh. one with the bullet is John Moxley. Yeah, he'd uh, he be one. doing weird shit, don't he? I love when John Moxley
1: does weird shit. Weird shit is the reason that I was like, okay, even back in the WWE days, it's like he would come out on stage, and I'm like, Dean Ambrose looks like he just stole a cab in Cincinnati and drove here in it. Yes. And then the more and more I found out when Mox debuted in AEW, I'm just like, that's just who he is, isn't it?
0: That's I no just... my favorite though are the, <laughs> the the this is not John Moxley, clearly, uh stories that Renee tells. Where yes. Renee's just like, you know, a lot of y'all think he's this big tough guy, but every single night before he goes to bed. He eats a giant bowl of chocolate mint ice cream with rainbow sprinkles on top. That's my favorite Moxley awesome, shit yes. ever. That and
1: so Mox just bought a blowgun.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: That was a uh, that was a real tweet, I believe, at one point. <laughs> uh, that was a Renee tweet. Um, also, I'm very, I'm happy for Mox, um, and, um, I'm glad to see that he's looking better and doing better, because he's just like, as soon as he got back from rehab, I feel like he was back with a vengeance. Yeah. And I'm loving everything he's doing now, especially being part of the best stable in professional wrestling right now. Blackpool Combat Club.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, there was a lot of love for Blackpool Combat Club when I asked the Wrestle Babies for mm-hmm. suggestions. Uh, Well, number two from Sarah was the war pig himself, Wardlow, who was another one of my honorable mentions. Uh, Wardlow, I like, is, I, Wardlow is also yeah. Uh, Big Mike's number one. This big boy has taken the world by storm.
1: I'm glad because I really like Wardlow. I think that they're just like there's some aspects of his promo work that I think still need a bit of work, but he comes You don't comes like in-
0: Wardlow's world? It's so bad that it's kind of good.
1: <laughs> I don't even mind it because it's like got, it's got cleverness to it. Um, it's just and it's just like I do love it when he smashes people on the ground.
0: Yeah, he's great. And it's just like
1: sometimes that's
0: enough. Sometimes that's all it takes. <laughs> Uh well oh. my my number oh uh Big Mike's number two was Kingston who um I'm shocked I didn't think of Kingston for mine but then I remembered oh wait yeah. a minute I don't care about this rivalry he's in at all right now
1: yeah I think that's kind of the big thing keeping Kingston out of my top five as well it's just because it, I love him and like he is one of if not the best promos just today period yeah um on a bad day. And I think that it's just the current storyline he's in, the exposure he's gotten. It's just kind of like cooled me on him a little bit. I'm just waiting for him to be in a program that like I'm I'm jazzed about.
0: Yeah, someone pointed out like this feels like Eddie's storyline and yet Eddie was not involved at all in the finish. I mean, he was somewhat uh, like the gasoline moment, but like outside of that, he wasn't really involved in the finish to that match. So everyone was a little salty about that. I'm kind of the same way with it. Um, I feel feel like Blood and Guts is going to be kind of the retribution moment. Either the retribution moment or the moment Eddie just snaps. Uh, Which could be interesting to go either way with that. Uh, But yeah, I love Eddie. But you know who I love even more? And I... uh, and I'm technically not allowed to have on this list, but I don't care. Your AEW world champion, CM Punk. My, God, stop, my boy's man came wet. back and said... Fuck your shit! You thought you had it good, motherfucker. Daddy's home, and Daddy's about to bring this bitch into the promised land. Oh. Uh, he's so if
1: good. If there's a, if there was one person who could literally turn the crowd against Hangman Adam Page, it was CM Punk.
0: Just the fucking mind games. The 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 quiet simmering of a heel tactic going against it then all of the work he did during the mjf storyline which is my favorite pro wrestling storyline of all time at this point and then <laughs> afterwards they were like him versus page and i said uh-oh this might be weird this might fizzle things out for punk because I." I did not think he would Mm -hmm. win the title at that point, but no, then he made that an interesting storyline, all kind of revolving around Hangman Page's insecurities, which was really fun because that was not a CM Punk storyline, that was a Hangman Page storyline. So he's willing to work with the younger talent to build the type of stories that they're good at telling versus trying to do uh like this uh, a big compliment someone had for the Jericho Kingston match at um Full Gear was somebody said Chris Jericho a 30 year veteran of this business could have went out there and just wrestled the same Chris Jericho match but instead he wrestled an Eddie Kingston match and that's kind of what Punk had been doing is kind of building the stories that the younger talent are most adept at telling um and he's just fucking nailed it every single step of the way. Like, yeah, he's botched quite a bit. Um, but someone on Twitter was like, yeah, the reason CM Punk fans don't mind the botch is because of the way he reacts to them. Which is usually he just calls them out and laughs about them and does not really give a shit that he botched. Like, uh, the first things he said after winning the title was like, for the love of God, no, <laughs> no one let me do a Buckshot Lariat ever again. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <clears throat> no fuck. That's that is funny. Like and he he's uh, self-aware, which is one of the biggest things that I appreciate about CM Punk. Um because nobody it is hard to be self-aware in wrestling, I think, yeah. because I think there's a lot of ego that goes on. Um not so much in this current generation of wrestlers, I guess, but CM Punk really just he kind of He's the poster boy for that. Yes. And he's always, he's a straight shooter, you know? Mm-hmm. He's a shooter.
0: But yeah, anytime, going back to what I was saying earlier, like anytime he came out for a promo, anything, like, I'm like, well, this shit, I'm going to be watching this. Like, it, it went beyond, uh, will this take effort to do, into, like, I have to do this. <laughs> so, yeah, Punk, uh, number two on my list. Then we move on to Dylan's number two. And it's shocking because they're not number one. But Blake, did you know that everybody loves the Acclaimed? Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Chicago, Portland, F- fight, Lots boys! It. The Acclaimed have arrived. Ah, uh,
1: fuck! I gotta. I love. I the fucking acclaimed. love I don't the Acclaimed
0: know- so much. I
1: don't know why they didn't make it onto my list, but I'm not sure where I would put them.
0: Yeah, I feel like we just had to trust that Dylan was going to take this ball home for us, and Dylan absolutely yeah. did. But it could... was uh, it was his number two, not his number one, and I'm kind of shocked that his number one didn't make my list either, but uh, of course, Sarah's was Mox, Big Mike's was Wardlow, we already went over those. What was your... I fucking wonder what your number one wrestler right now is. Same number one wrestler I've had for like 10 years, dude. It's Brian Danielson, man. The boy so delicious the ring said, num num num, let me eat him up. Oh my god, I've never seen somebody who's just so
1: good of a wrestler. He's so fucking good at wrestling, it's insane. And he loves it. He loves wrestling so much he can't control his smile when he's wrestling. Did you see? And that actually fills me with so much happiness.
0: Did you see where he was like, I feel like I'm at my best when I wrestle ten different times in a month, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, (laughs) Brian, calm down.
1: It's like, everybody, you feel... (laughs) Complains about what a WWE, like, schedule is for the wrestlers. Meanwhile, Brian's just like, I fucking want more. I want more. There's no no wonder why the man almost went stir-crazy when he couldn't wrestle. Because this is how much he wants to wrestle. (laughs) This is how much he loves wrestling. I don't think I've ever seen somebody who loves wrestling more than Brian Danielson. And... It shows so much in his wrestling because he's the best wrestler.
0: And what's amazing about him is the fact that in a world that is really defined by the whole concept of a quest, like always wanting to move forward, always wanting to get titles or get acclaim or get something like this, I believe Brian Danielson once stated that he had zero ambition on like, yes. a, 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 like a test that he was taking in high school. And he was like... Yeah, they called me in because they thought something was wrong. <laughs> they said they have zero ambition. Oh, uh, I was just like, yeah. No, I feel that. Because, yeah. Brian, I
1: also have zero ambition, but I don't love wrestling as much as you do.
0: <laughs> uh, Well, number one for the D-man himself was... <laughs> super Kick Party! Okay. The Young Bucks. they're just always Always. my number one favorite tag team of all time once this is like a kingston situation with me currently is it's like i wasn't a massive fan of the hardy storyline because there wasn't one really and i feel like they've been (laughs) floundering right now it's been a whole lot of we're just gonna go up to people backstage and be dicks to them for a few minutes and then have match of the year with them on uh i was about to say ignition that's our show yeah. And also They're, apparently um, New
1: Japan's show. Yes. Oh, no. Um, Like, that's the thing, I think, with the Young Bucks is, like, I'm getting a little samey with their feuds the way they've been, but God, they are just the best. They're so good, you forget how good they are. <laughs> you absolutely do. Like, they are, I can admit that they are, may not be my favorite tag team right now, but they are still, like, the best tag team in the world. Which is ironic because earlier we talked about saying someone's the best tag team in the world when they don't have any belts. They have spiritual
0: belts. Okay, at this point, at this point, uh, the IWGP junior heavyweight tag titles are like life bonded to them. Like if they needed to, they could just call forth and have them in their hands. Um, Yeah, if there's also, if there's like one team
1: that I could say is like, they just don't want to fight for the titles right now, but if they chose to, there is a real chance they would win them. That's what me- the best tag team in the world means to me. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> I don't know why I pictured you, like, writing a letter to Santa and that was the final line. <laughs> and that's what being the best tag team means to me, Santa. <laughs> Says I, <laughs> baby Michael Kane.
1: <laughs> Except Santa is just William Regal. Ha! <laughs> Thank you, little child.
0: Hello, little <laughs> boy.
1: Child, you've shown me the real meaning of Christmas, child. And for that,
0: you will experience the best gift that I can give.
1: The War f- Games! The
0: closest shame you'll ever know. What, Santa? You're also Sweeney Todd. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise, poppet. Kevin Foggy made a few calls because he's in the MCU now. <laughs> so anyways, AEW wrestling, right? <sighs> Shit. right. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I genuinely hope, and I don't, I know they're like VPs, so you don't want them to be holding the titles all the time, but God, I hope they take the titles off bitchless in his dinosaur next week. <laughs> I need that to happen. (laughs) They're probably going to put it on the Hardys or some shit to get a nostalgia run. No, put it on fucking my boys once again and leave Bitchless to rot. Where's my boys? Well, now to my number one wrestler currently. And he is better than you and you know it. (laughs) Maxwell Mm -hmm. Jacob Friedman. Uh, MJF.
1: So this is why you didn't want to talk about it earlier. It,
0: uh, he's so... F- it's frustrating how fucking yep. good he is at wrestling. Because yep. when he does the heel shit of like, I am the fastest rising star in all of professional wrestling and says shit like that, and I'm like, fuck, you're right. And it makes me even more upset I'm at so- him. <laughs> Because
1: it's just like, he he blends wrestling and reality so much that I don't know who Maxwell Jacob Freeman is. I don't know who Max is. I don't know what's real anymore when he's on screen. And you know what? That brings me back to a purer state of wrestling. To when you didn't know... What was real was real. When you could watch things and suspend your disbelief and just be able to imagine. It's like, I don't have to know what's actually going on. I don't have to read the rag sheets, brother.
0: I don't have to. Hey, I I fucking hate you. Anyways, (laughs) um... Yeah, man, he's just so good at, like, in the span of one year, less than one year, he was like, oh, I'm gonna give you two amazing storylines, one with CM Punk, that's a Hall of Fame-worthy storyline, one with Wardlow that had been culminating for, like, over three years at this point, and for what was a, I will say somewhat mid-card storyline, it was the one that everyone was fucking chomping at the bit to do. And then through the span of doing those two great storylines, he would cut two different all-timer promos and then several, like, S-tier promos on top of that. He would do amazing segments, like, referring back to previous history. Like, it's so fucking good what he does. Because it's multi-layered. Like, the punk storyline, for someone who was a massive CM Punk mark, like, I adored it. But even for people who weren't big punk fans, like, it still hit, even if it hit on different levels for different people. And- because
1: he stepped up to punk at his own game. Yeah. Honestly. And he did it so well that he, he was
0: out-punking punk. And, like, to a point where... Like, everyone's saying, like, last week was the pipe bomb and all that. That was his pipe bomb moment. Still, that promo he did, like, two, three weeks before the dog collar match, which Punk also had, like, an all-timer promo where he challenged him to it. But the week after that, where Max just cut that very emotional promo that was literally just a villain origin story and him just casually laying it out for the audience and being able to lay all of that out on the line and then the audience still be like, yeah, but fuck you, actually, is masterful.
1: Ah, I mean, everything he does, and I swear he's probably, he's the only person who's allowed to call Tony Khan
0: a fucking mark. And you know the astounding thing? If he turned babyface tomorrow? Mm Mm-hmm biggest name in the entire world like oh yeah i can already tell just by like looking at him especially like i get strangely emotional during the long island ones because i'm just like my boys (laughs) back home and look at him amongst his people he's so happy i'm so happy for him but like those episodes are the ones this is the one place they love him and he'll allow them to love him uh uh-huh and like for me Those are the moments where I'm like, oh, this is what babyface MJF would be like. Shit, he'd be really good, wouldn't he? I don't know if it'll ever happen, but like, he's become such an, it went from being just like a great heel to just an enthralling character overall in the world of professional wrestling. And a very, much like Effie, a very fleshed out character who is very good at storytelling in the ring. I mean, that is,
1: that is, um, by far, I think, his, um, his greatest quality, is his storytelling, and he has, it's like he's an S tier in storytelling, and it doesn't matter what he is in everything
0: else. Yeah, it's like, um, I think it was Suzuki, I was reading a quote from Suzuki, where they were like, he was talking about Moxley, and he's like, Moxley's got it figured out, he is great at bro, like, He's uh, good at this, he's good at this, but he is shit, and, like, and he started talking down the things Moxley's not good at, and he goes, yep. <laughs> he goes. I've seen men who uh, focus so much on do- being good in every single category, and they don't make a fucking dollar. Moxley, the reason why he is successful is because he focuses on what he's good at. He does not worry about becoming good in everything, because that doesn't make him money. And uh, that's kind of how MJF is. Like, he does not have to be a person who goes out and does these big, uh, high, flippy bullshit matches where he ends up bleeding like a stuck pig every single time. Like, he can do that. He's proven he can, but he doesn't need to. And that's also not really where his strengths lie. Um, So, I think, uh, like, I honestly think the future has no limit for Max. I think if he goes to WWE might be a little fucked might be a little little bit problematic for him which will be a big Mm -hmm. disappointment um but it would
1: i mean there's just no way i don't i don't i don't know then again i don't know what max wants i don't know because he doesn't let anybody know
0: yeah i love him i (laughs) love i love this little weird son of a bitch (laughs) <laughs> but now and he is weird now, yeah and now we're getting like weird like they did carpool karaoke and he was on it like i they've done some weird shit now with max that i'm happy they're letting him be more of like i guess brand ambassador would be the best way to describe it yeah and, he's, and where
1: he can be a tantric asshole to people
0: yeah like him brit like those are their two big ambassadors right now and i think they're gonna be really good moving forward but that's my top five, your top five, some fan top fives, the D's top five. But most importantly, Blake Tanner, what'd you learn this week? Fuck. You know what? I learned that you just don't
1: come on your championships, man.
0: Damn it. You beat me to it. Mine was going to be that I learned that I will not rest the- until the IWGP championship has been pasted with cum. <laughs>
1: Oh, where can people find you on the internet? Blake A. Tanner on Twitter, Dark Nvidia on
0: YouTube, and here on the BS Network. Man, Flair definitely wow. came on the NWA title now that I think about it, huh? He had to have.
1: I, I'm, I'm surprised if there's not a corroborating story on it. I mean, I have heard many a tale of people people just getting
0: on that title and just... Marking it with their scent. Okay, fun little game. I'm gonna name a title. You name who came on it. Oh God. The WWE United States Championship, but the new one.
1: Oh, the new one. The Um, new one. God, I can't believe someone. Wait, was was that the one that Woods came on?
0: No, 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 that was the no, that was that was Brad. That was Brad the Brad Maddox Maddox. And he came on the NXT Women's Championship. That was Maddox that did it, okay. Also, the answer is clearly Austin Theory. (laughs) Austin, yep. Okay. Who's come on the Intercontinental Championship the most? Fuck. Most. Oh, God. I would...
1: I just want it to be Ziggler. That's why <laughs> he wants it all the time.
0: Fuck you. I was about to say Ziggler. I was about to be like, it has to be Ziggles. The Ziggle be. Wiggle has destroyed that title. Yep. Second place, I'd take The Miz. The Mi- <laughs> It's like Ricochet. He just got it. Yeah, I know. He works fast. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mo S-E-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Check out all the other podcasts from JWF Monday Night Ignition to The Weird, The Actual Play TTRPG Podcast, where me and my co-host from Fun Fiction, Megan Danger, we hunt some ghosts under the direction of our wise and elderly director, Charles Kelly. And you can find it at jointheweird.com. I'm so sorry, Charles. Special thanks to
1: MegaRan for our theme song, Fighters. Go check out MegaRan. Go check out MegaRan and all of his fun rapper friends that we went to see. Hip-hop artists galore at MomoCon. It was so fucking fun, dude.
0: It was a very, very good time at MomoCon. And then afterwards, we bought a nerd's rope from a dispensary that I believe destroyed us.
1: Oh, yeah, you had one on the way home, and within, like, ten minutes, it, it was like the world had taken over.
0: <laughs> and as always, you can find Ugh. us at elodepurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.elodepurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube. And remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show. Oh, f- oh, fuck. Fuck, we haven't oh, we tw- didn't tweet anybody. We didn't tweet anyone. What? Shit. We didn't tweet shit. Dylan! Dylan, uh- you've thrown us! Oh, okay. Okay, we could do this really, really quickly. Um, fuck. Who should we tweet?
1: Tweet at Ric Flair and ask him if he's co- if he came on any championships.
0: Who would be the most open about how many belts they've many came on? Hey, I okay. You know what? I know exactly who'd be into this. Hey, at Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> You ever come on a WWE championship just asking for a friend named Sammy Guevara? He wants to think that he's normal.
1: Oh, God, wait. When did Orton get injured?
0: But he's not. Oh, fuck. Orton got injured? Hashtag. Hashtag heal up, champ. Hashtag. I think it's Orton. I think Rush. it's. I think it's bad, actually. No, what? Um. Okay. Uh, g- quick news update here. A- after the end of the show. Yep. Yeah, um. Oh my God! What the first thing I see is current WWE superstar says Orton's career is over. That was what Riddle said in his
1: promo, apparently.
0: I still tweeted yeah. it, at him. I think he'll probably need a good goof during this time, but... I would hope so, but... What the fuck, Randall? Meeting with neurosur- neurosurgeons? Orthopedic spine surgeons? Holy shit. Well, get better soon, Orton. You got this, big man. I need to see him. I need... I thought you were about to be like, I need to know how many belts you've come, come on, Randy! <laughs> Tell me now! Need to know that one, Randy. (laughs) That's right, because when you're a fight boy, Randy, you come on all those belts for life!